What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Why I Never Re-Interview Every Job Occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why they started their profession so that you could find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Coach Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Miss Ro Moore. Now, Ro is a professional in the entertainment industry, working as a director, producer, and script supervisor. She went from knowing nobody in the industry to working full-time on big shows and networks like CW, Disney Plus, and the L. Roy Ray Network. She's also worked on numerous commercials and promotional content for Food Network, Oscar Mayer, and Volkswagen. Now, she's got a lot to share with us today. So, Ro, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. There we go. Now, Ro, how are you feeling today? Oh, it's amazing. I'm very happy that outside it's sunshine. We can't go out there right now because it's a little weird with this coronavirus, but um, absolutely happy anytime the sun's shining outside. Very nice. And uh, where where are you located? I am located in Hollywood. Oh, so you you got it bad or? Uh, so far we're doing good. I mean, they keep saying Los Angeles is like way, way, way well prepared compared to everybody else. So um, where I'm at, it's pretty, we're pretty okay. Okay. Really I mean, we, us, us Marylanders just went on uh, at stand home warning uh, yesterday. So uh, oh, we're getting yeah. used to it. Yeah, we've been on stay at home for I think this is day 19. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I I, I interviewed a, a, another uh, producer uh, yesterday, and she said that y'all have been at it for about two weeks. So yeah, yeah, it's sounds been a while. fun. <laughs> sounds fun. So uh, I, we'll be catching up to you guys. Don't worry about it. But uh, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling into this uh, interview. So um, I feel like a lot of people are really interested of in, you know why you started doing what you're doing. So can you go ahead and uh, explain to us why? Sure. So I got started in the entertainment industry um, sort of out of a fluke. Um, I was dealing with a really bad relationship. My high school sweetheart and I just were not getting along together. Um, And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I really was curious about human nature and like human behavior. So I started doing a couple acting classes back in Denver. That's where I'm from, my hometown. Um, And so I started doing some (laughs) acting classes and I really liked the... um, behavioral and understanding how human minds work and I always wanted to be on camera I was like okay this is what I'm going to do and then it was right around the push when YouTube was starting to get big and people were being discovered off YouTube before there was everybody on there and so I started going behind the camera being like okay how can I produce my own show what does it take to produce content and so I became like this actor producer And then um, I started growing in the industry, started getting more opportunities, moved to New Mexico for a quick bit, uh, worked some projects there, and then came out to L.A. And I, as an actor, was struggling, as everybody does when you first come out. And I was looking for something to try and get some financial stability. And I happened to find my, uh, my script soup mentor, essentially, through a casting website where he was like, do you like continuity? And I was like, "Okay, cool, I'll go down this track. Um... So I started learning how to do script supervision, and that's really where my career took off. Um, I happened to be really, really good at it. I took to the material of what it takes to be a script supervisor, and I just kept getting hired and hired and hired. 
Um, but that was there was that little part of me that was like, I still want to produce. I still want to do my own content. So that's where everything kind of came into one. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, man, that was actually very good. That tackled my first <laughs> and second question. Seriously. <laughs> I was yeah. about to ask you, you know, the process of really how you, you know, got to where you're at. But no, you really you really tackled it right there. And I really like that um, that accidental kind of, you know, stumbling upon your your calling. I really like that. Yeah, that was very nice. So let me go ahead and roll into this one. So, uh, you know how you, you, were, you were talking about how, you know, it was kind of you just kind of stumbled across it. But, uh, you know, now that you're at the place where you're at and, you know, it's it just feels natural and good to you. Do you think that you had any childhood hobbies or habits that you think, you know, matriculated into the person that you became today? Oh, for sure. Um, I as when I was growing up, I always my childhood dream was to become a ballerina. Like, I loved dance. I was hoping to be, like, the prima ballerina in the New York City Ballet. That was initially what my dream was. Um, so I'm already coming from a performer background. I was very familiar with the process of a theater production. And when I kind of started looking into acting and really looking at the film and TV side, I already had that baseline of, like, okay, I know there's a certain process. We do rehearsal, and then, you know, there's the performance and um, all of that structure did translate to when I went into film and TV. So having those basics as a child really helped me uh, grab onto the skills and run with the career choice that I made. Very nice, very nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I gotta ask, because again, like I'm, I'm itching to know, so what is an average day like for you? Uh, when I'm script supervising, because that one's the most interesting to me. When I'm script supervising, the easiest part of my day is during breakfast. Um, that's where I can sit with just a lot of the crew members. I can talk to the director. Um, I can talk to the first AD to see what the schedule is for the day and really just take in a lot of information. Uh, but once we actually get going, my day goes from zero to 100 um, because we, I'm looking at the continuity. What are the actors wearing? Is this exactly what they were wearing when we taped the other scene that's before this? Um, I'm looking at props, making sure that anything that's supposed to be on set is on set, that the actors know that they have to interact with these kinds of things. Uh, double checking with the director on where we're going with the story, because what most people may or may not know, we do have an initial script when we go into production, but sometimes a location will change the script. Sometimes a, an actor will feel that their character isn't someone that would say a certain line. Um, so we're having those conversations on set and tweaking the script as we go. Um, so I'm the one that's taking notes and records of that information. And then I'm watching the camera uh, through a monitor system every single take. And I'm taking notes for the editorial department. So anything from, hey, this was the director's favorite take, or this is the take where the actor actually cried, um, and making sure that when post-production gets my notes and the footage, they can effectively make a strong cut from the get-go. They don't have to search for footage and try and put something together. They know based off my notes what will make the best cut. And then from there, after having that first assembly, they can go in and look at my other notes towards the other takes and put together a solid film for the director to view before um, before any getting any before getting any round notes and things like that. Very nice. Very nice. I like that answer right there. I loved it. I loved it. So uh, with, with that being said, like, what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Uh, it's interesting. As a script supervisor, what I enjoy most of that is it gives me a place to put my OCD. 
Um, I'm very detail oriented. I like things being in their place. And when I'm working as a script supervisor, it gives me some place to put that energy instead of having to put it in at home and being like really strict on my fiance and being like, this has to be here. This has to be here. I know I can just use that and put it compartmentalized into a box and say, when I'm on set, that's what I'm allowed to do. Um, the other aspects, cause I, obviously I do direct and I do, um, producing when it comes to directing that OCD almost comes over because I do multi-cam directing. So when you're watching like AGT or you're watching, so you think you can dance, they're live switching that. And so the director's in there going, okay, ready one, take one, ready two, take two, um, bring up graphic. They're calling all those things like a newscast. Um, and that OCD really takes over cause I have a, format that I'm supposed to be following and I just get to repeat rinse and repeat um, as we're going through the day producing though I love producing because it's my one chance to really be a people person um, a lot of people when they work on sets that I'm producing they know they feel special like I chose them to be there and I appreciate what they're bringing to set there's like the whole spectrum of producers where they could give two shits less um, sorry uh, they could give they couldn't care that you're there <laughs> It's um, fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they couldn't care if you were there or if another human being just came up to the set and said, oh, I'm going to do the job. But I'm really, like, the people I bring on, I trust their skill sets. I trust what they offer um, in their uh, talent enough. And they really enjoy working with me. And I prefer to be that people person that just helps make everybody's morale up and make a beautiful product. Very nice, very nice, and I gotta, I gotta comment on that uh, OCD thing because I, I do the same thing with my girlfriend because you know I have the same OCD problem, but you know it just never drives through. So I, may, I might have to take up something where I can release that. Yeah. So, of, of course, the back end of that that question is, uh, what do you enjoy the least? Oh, uh, the least part. For script supervising, because I do some directing of my own, the least part, least favorite part of script supervising to me is the fact that at the end of the day, the decisions that are made that I know are going to be a mistake, there's nothing I can do to prevent them. Like I, some of my job is to discuss when there's an issue, especially if we're setting up the camera for a particular shot that I know is never going to make it into the edit or it's being done technically incorrect or creatively incorrect where it's going to break the flow of what I see is we're editing and we're going. Um, and I can do everything possible. I'm allowed to suggest I can definitely request that certain things be done. But at the end of the day, the director and the producers are the last say. And so I hate sitting back and being like, I know this isn't going to cut. And here we are, we're doing it anyway. And then we go through all of principal photography and I get that call at the end of it saying, hey, we're going to do a reshoot day. And I'm going, OK, what is it on? And it happens to be on that one scene where I was like, I knew that wasn't going to work um, because my my goal anytime I step on set is to make it successful and everybody around me be able to create the success. And it's hard when egos start coming into it. It's hard when we're rushed for time and we can't do the right thing. So that that's the least part, because to me, it aches. <laughs> That, that I can't yeah, be like, we got to do this. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. It would ache to me, too. That I, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. This right here, this question right here, though, is my favorite question. So uh, I'm really excited to hear your answer. And that is, 
do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Oh, parents are going to hate me for this answer. And my mom, if she ever listens to this, she's going to hate me. My answer is no. Um, I little disclosure about me. I did graduate high school. Um, I did go to college a little bit, but my parents wouldn't let me study film. They wouldn't let me study acting. They were trying to push me towards a more practical uh, career, which is like nursing, teaching. Um, they wouldn't even let me study music. I have a huge music background behind me. I play like over six different instruments in wow. high school. That was my life was music. Um, but when I started getting into the entertainment industry, I am 100% self-learned, self-taught. So I sat down and watched a ton of movies. I read a bunch of books out there. There's even a website called nofilmschool.com that has resources for anybody and everybody to learn the aspects of filmmaking. Um, and when you do that, you, your grades don't matter because you're not answering to a teacher. You're answering to yourself for your own self-knowledge. Um, and right now, everybody has no excuse that they wouldn't be able to understand filmmaking. Everybody has a camera in their pocket that they can just click record. They have iMovie on their phone. Like They can start creating their own stuff and start learning um, and recreating what they see on the TV so they can even go out and do it on their own. Um, I know that sometimes, yes, college can help because it gives you the networking um, I know that sometimes the grades in high school can help you get that scholarship to get into that school that's going to help you. But for me, I've been able to make it just based off of my little bit of self-teaching and being on set and learning. Very nice. I, you know, I love that answer. You know, I do. You know, I do because I'm <laughs> right there with you. I'm right, right there with you. Seriously, yeah. my um, my oh man, that's I could get into a whole spiel about that. But my parents, when I told them that I was I was not trying to go back to college because like it just wasn't I can, I'm not the type of person who can sit in a room with uh, 30 other kids and like have one person talking. I am a social yeah. interacting learner. And if I if I can't talk while I'm in class learning something, then like I'm not going to I'm not going to be there long. I'm not going to lie. So um, right. I a thousand percent agree. And I had the same type of parents who tried to push me in another direction. Um, just because of what I, uh, you know, had in mind didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere. So I definitely respect your answer on that one. That is why that is my favorite question. Uh, now, this next question right here, I want to know, um, and I'm really going to break this down for you, but uh, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, you know, like, what's your, what are you devoted to? What's your devotion? Like, what, what gets you up in the morning? Ooh, okay. Um, when it comes to working in the entertainment industry, you know, we have a huge, powerful reach to everybody. Um, for instance, the project that I'm on right now, uh, we're doing, it's called Laugh Aid, and it's doing a fundraiser. It's basically a telethon with comedians, and we're bringing everybody together so that way who the viewers can get a little bit of a break from reality. They can escape into something else that allows them to put their personal issues, their personal woes aside for even 5, 10, 15 minutes, or if it's a feature film, you know, 160 whatever minutes, so they can experience something else. Uh, the other nice thing about our industry is we can put people's lives in front of others to provide lessons, to provide an outlet to say, this is what could happen, and here's how to do it differently. Or if you do this, this is the result. And if that's what you want, you can go for it, like fight for it. Um, but we have such a huge impact on just the human 
essence, um, essence isn't the right word that I want to use, it's the right words escaping me, but it's the human experience that most industries may or may not be able to do. I mean, that's why um, I couldn't personally be a nurse because knowing that at some point I'd have to turn and tell someone, your life is going to be like this for the rest of your life. Um, you've injured yourself so hard or you've now got a disease and you're, this is it. Like there's no coming back from it. I, I prefer that our industry can be that inspiration to say, you know what, you may be in the circumstances that you're in now, but you have the ability and the capacity to make the change that you want to see in your life. And I think every time somebody turns on the TV, every time somebody puts in a DVD, that is what they're inviting into their life. Um, and that's what I feel I'm making an impact when I'm even as a script supervisor, when it's not my film, like I still get to put that piecing together. So that message gets out there. Very nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame <laughs> that we're winding down to this last question, but it's it's <laughs> just been an excellent, excellent interview. So um, sure. if there's just one piece of advice, just one piece of advice to somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would it be? Ooh, so I definitely mentioned, like, definitely watch shows. What I did to get my start at, as a script supervisor is I would break down the scenes in different movies. So, like, I would see how many times they cut to a close-up, how many times did they use a wide shot, dolly movements, uh, steady cam movements, and really see the timing of how long a scene takes. Just read as much as you can um, and do the work. There's nothing that replaces doing the work. Um, right now it's interesting because me and one of my producer buddies, we were talking about another director that we mutually know as to why they're spinning their wheels and not getting anywhere with their career. And a lot of it comes down to is your talent can take you only so far. And there's a lot of talent that can take you really far. But when that talent isn't enough, you have to have the skills underneath to fill in that gap to get you to that next point where your talent can pick you back up again. Um, and that's what I always believe in. And I, if there's anything I can give as a piece of my heart to anybody who's listening, go do the work because that will carry you through. Very nice. And I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Ro, it has been an excellent, excellent, excellent interview. And I thank you for every answer and every piece of advice that you just gave. Um, but if there is just any type of way that my audience could reach yours, whether it's, you know, a website, social media, maybe even a book, can you just go ahead and shout it out right now so I can leave it in the link in the description below? Yeah, beautiful. Um, the best way to reach me, I have a website. It's www.rowmore.com. So it's just my first last name dot com. Um, that's the best way to find any access to me, including my social medias. I am pretty active on Instagram. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter, but it's still like uh, uh, me and Twitter <laughs> don't get along. <laughs> me neither. But I love Instagram. I love sharing photos um, every once in a while. If I'm working on a set that I can, I do post little fun behind the scenes. Um, so it's a lot of fun to follow my Instagram. Very nice. Very nice. And go ahead and make sure that you guys check her out in the link in the description below. Ro is one of the coolest and best people, as you just heard um, in the industry right now, one of the best people I've met. So Ro, thank you so much for being on the show. And folks, as you know, there are three types of work. A job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find your career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Ro have helped you find your calling here today. And folks, that is a wrap.
If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent.